listening to On the Couch with Carly. Carly's Couch is a safe space to talk. I'm a psychologist, but I'm not your pipe-smoking, tweed-wearing stereotype. Hello, and welcome back to On the Couch with Carly. And today we have someone on the couch, literally. <laughs> Hello to Jen from The New Normal. Hi, guys. How's it, Carls? Hi, my darling. Uh, so let me just tell you a little bit about Jen. I met Jen, what what is it, like a year and a bit ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jen runs the most amazing Instagram account called The New Normal, and it's all all things postpartum, so all things that you need to know about having a baby, what happens to you after after baby's born and how it feels and what kinds of changes you can expect from your life and just how to adjust. And it's a, it's a beautiful supporting community that I learned about. I think they were, I heard about these, these um, events that you were holding at, at Clark's and then I, I got onto the Instagram account and I was following it and I'd had a baby. So it was all very relevant to me. And yeah, and then I approached you and I said, well, let's collab. So, um, so this is how Oh Baby What the Fuck was born. And I, mm-hmm. and I mentioned it briefly in my very first episode was one of the things I spoke about. It's one of the things I'm doing at the moment. Um, but maybe you can just tell me a little bit about what you do with, at The New Normal and how I came to you and how we started the Oh Baby What the Fuck story. Okay, cool. So um, also just to say that although The New Normal is very much focused on postpartum, the whole point, which is quite a contentious one, is to also get um, first-time pregnant moms in on these conversations because right. that is so much of where I think we're we're falling short as, right. you know, as a community of, you know, of, of, of women and mothers is that um, we don't, we're not readily sharing, you know, the hard stuff of postpartum. And exactly. um, I think for me, that was where it, this whole thing or this whole journey started for me was that um, when I was pregnant, which was four and a half years ago, I I didn't know any of this. I didn't know any of these discussions around matrescence, around the fourth trimester. None of it was being spoken about. Um, and so I went into my birth and postpartum completely unprepared. And I subsequently, at three and a half months postpartum, I experienced a, a panic disorder mm. situation where um I basically had to go onto medication, uh, antidepressant medication and anti-anxiety medication to help with these feelings of overwhelm, which was exacerbated by the fact that so many people who I spoke to about about what what I was going through in, a, in an attempt to try and understand what I was going through all would say the same thing to me. Oh, but it's so normal, my darling. Like, just take mm. the meds, you'll be fine. And I kind of, you know, and, and on one hand, it was quite comforting to know that that this is um, normal per se, and that it's not unusual what I'm going through. But it, it, what was more discomforting actually was that um, no one was speaking about it, and I had no idea that this would happen. Um, and a third thing, which only really came much later after I delved deep into all of these discussions and, and trying to un- unpack this whole transition to matrescence and, and, and why things like perinatal mood and anxiety disorders are so prevalent, 
is that I started to really wrestle with this whole idea of of being so discomforted and and in such a dark place and and how that is considered normal, you know? Mm. Like what does that even mean that we are normalizing an experience that is actually a life and death experience for so many women who mm. who battle with with mental health issues postpartum, you see? So um I I thought, you know, my background as a writer and a content creator, um, I thought the most obvious expression of of trying to um support other women and 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 deal with with all of the stuff that I was learning um was to create a, a community on Instagram. And it's been two years since it launched mm-hmm. and since then I also was quite um aware of the fact that, you know, social media is obviously you know it's it's a very important channel to communicate but women need to actually get together more and to come together more and so i launched a series of what i called the episodes which is were talks with various um professionals in the perinatal health space so from mental health right through to hormonal health um pelvic floor health and and all of that and so far we've had seven of them and the next iteration or the next kind of seedling of the new normal that that erupted was the Mothers in the Hood group, which I run with a very well-known and well-versed psychologist in the perinatal mental health space in South Africa. Her name is Linda Lewis, and um, she runs the group, and it's been running now for nearly 18 months, which has been fantastic. It's very small, but um, yeah, they've developed like a real bond and sisterhood amongst all of them and um yeah and so that's that's that side of things and then um we then the next thing was oh baby which was our baby that we created and (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so when we started talking about that i remember you were four months postpartum and um we met i think it was every thursday um for about four months after that, and we pulled this thing together. And I was really, really, we both were obviously and still are very excited about it because, you know, so much of um, what you learn at traditional antenatal classes here in Cape Town and, you know, probably South Africa is very practical stuff, you know, very very kind of hands-on, like how to wash the baby, how to bath the baby. Um, And also it's very focused on birth. It's very focused on labor and um, best practices during labor and um, all the rest of us. And one of the the biggest things is, you know, like how to think about a birth plan, which for me is, you know, I mean, without sounding quite charged by that, but it feels like a bit of a waste of time because no one is talking about a postpartum plan. And um, there's absolutely no information or no guideline or no kind of um, strategy with what's going to happen when the baby arrives on a mental and psychological level for mom and dad and and how to deal with things like uh, what happens to your relationship, which is one of the things that, that really um gets difficult when two become three suddenly totally. so um yeah and that's why when you approached me i was so super stoked because i think it's absolutely a gap in the market and um and so oh baby what the fuck was born absolutely so i just want to go back to one of the things you 
well, to what you were talking about earlier. And the thing that I picked up from that was just that feeling that you had when you kind of came crashing down after mm. after having a baby and, and all those emotions and all, those, all that experience and how overwhelming it was and how people people didn't respond to you in um in a way that made you feel like you'd been given the best advice or preparation mm. for how to get there it was mm. like only now that i've tripped and fall mm. fallen and and i'm Hiding in this you. hole now you're like oh yeah cool yeah the hole's there don't didn't you see the hole Completely. and it, and and it feels like to me like a lot of what you're doing and it kind of echoes with what 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 i like to do and how i like to think about my work is is preventative work mm. you know doing mm. something that is saying let's let's try and educate let's try and um meet the needs before you fall in the hole Absolutely. so that so that you don't fall in the hole and and sure. so i remember when i contacted you um when i was postpartum i have always had an interest in this actually because i i did my research on on doula support and i was really interested in the whole birthing experience and 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 also in, in supporting mums when they when they have had the baby and and bringing moms together to talk about their experiences. And I know that, that you know, women supporting women has incredible power and strength mm. and, and legs, you know, to really mm. be of meaning. But I think it was only when I had a baby myself that I suddenly like crystallized what was needed mm. and what was experienced that I was not prepared for and that nothing – no books, no courses, no chats with anyone else um, – had prepared me in a way that was empowering. Mm. I'd maybe been told by mm. the odd friend, oh my God, it's so hectic. Totally, totally. But it yeah. didn't make me feel empowered to know how to handle it. What I love about what you just said is it's it's meeting that gap, which is what anti, what traditional antenatal classes have not been doing up until mm. now, which is that there hasn't been a discussion about what is life really like mm. after you have the baby. Mm. You know, and, and so it is absolutely that. It's saying, well... You know, we we now have our own experiences, but because of the new normal, because of the fact that you are in touch with multiple moms, mm. thousands of mm. moms really, mm. in this country and abroad, mm. who are sharing their stories, who are connecting with the things you with mm. with what you're sharing, and and you know, there's this we always talk about this global zeitgeist. You know, that totally. there's a real movement towards real talk around motherhood and around pregnancy and around birth and around everything to do with um, having a baby and child rearing um and we can see on the internet that women are loving the conversation going in that direction sure. people are resonating with it so um yeah it feels like oh baby's kind of coming in to try and, and tap all of that um and i mean i think you know just to pick up on what you said about you know only once i had tripped and fallen had people, you know, called it out and been like, oh, but it's so normal, you know, didn't you see the the gap in the hole that you were going to trip over, you know? And it's kind of like part part of the, the whole kind of experience um, of failure, let's say, mm. um, during that time was um, also coupled with a feeling of complete and utter disappointment and feeling let down by my fellow female right. tribe of you know and mothers of you know and and this whole sort of narrative of like we don't want to scare the pregnant woman right we want to protect her she's which she's we doing still hear a lot and we still do yeah. and and <laughs> you know it's kind of like we can't protect 
we can't protect women. Yeah. It's not it's not the world we live in anymore. And if anything, that narrative's got to change to one of empowering the yeah. pregnant woman. And exactly. And I think like you know the the thing about O baby is you know we we also speak about a lot of in the actual curriculum that we do is that you know and 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 this is a lot of feedback that we've actually gotten from yeah. from people is that you know it's all very well doing courses like this and curriculums but nothing ever really prepares you sure. until you're actually in it but i want to say sure that's that's right to a point but you can at least hold someone's hand and show them yeah. that this is what it could look like, you know, totally. and this is how you could possibly deal with these issues. Absolutely. It's not saying it will be like this totally. for everyone. And, you know, from a preventative standpoint, I think, you know, the whole thing about um, postpartum depression and anxiety is and, and, and how it relates to antenatal classes, that is the only hardship that is spoken about in antenatal classes is that, you know, there's this condition called postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression. It's actually not that common. The statistics show that it's one in 10 people. This is this is what was given to me when, when we were going to our antenatal classes. And, um, you know, we spoke about this for about five, 10 minutes in I the whole... I honestly don't even think they spoke about it in our antenatal yeah. class. In the whole six-week program Maybe of antenatal classes. one minute. Yeah. yeah. It was touched on and the statistics were completely skewed because research now shows that in South Africa, particularly, we've got a really high incidence mm. of these perinatal mood and anxiety disorders and it's one in three and that, South African And that's women. perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. We like to call them PMADs for short. Sure. Um, you know, are also on a spectrum mm. and on a continuum. And so it might not be a diagnosable disorder. And I always talk about this on the blog, is that you, and on the blog, on the podcast, is that, um, you know, just because you're coming into therapy doesn't mean you you're, you have this ap absolutely definable clinical disorder. People can struggle postpartum mm. on the continuum and have anxiety, have some mood symptoms, even if they're not diagnosable. Totally. And those are still relevant to mm. you. To you, They still make you feel crap. And Absolutely. so if you need to, you know, be prepared for that, rather be prepared for that than, you know, than not have any awareness of it. And then when you have those feelings, think you're the only bonkers mom that feels this way. Exactly, because the only reference point has always been, you know, postpartum depression, which mm -hmm. affects one in 10 women, which is absolute rubbish, mm. you know. So, um. The, the, that whole thing about, you know, sure, you don't want to scare the pregnant woman and you never really can um, explain it until you're in it. Sure, to a point, you know, but at the same time, like the world is changing and we need yeah. to we need to empower our sisters and other mothers. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think our approach is also what makes the difference, you know. So, you know, without giving too much away, but like, you know, we always said we wanted, to, we wanted the feeling of our talk so at the moment the structure of it is a, is a talk mm. where we kind of we call it a curriculum because we go through a, a number of different kind of um categories or touch points yeah yeah, yeah we, we go through like chapters basically mm. of of our ideas and, and we we kind of created that over months of discussion coming up with themes around what did we need to know mm. that mm. we would love to have gotten in, a, in antenatal classes um but the, the whole point is our delivery of that is through, you know, just fun, lighthearted messages. Mm. You know, we're not here to scare you off. We're here to to kind of almost just 
welcome you into the tribe to say like, you know, this is this is your initiation into motherhood. It's it's a hell of a ride and and we're here to hold your hand mm. through the screams mm. and through the tears of joy mm. and all of it. Um, but it's but it's to kind of it's not about scaring anyone off. It's about just creating that awareness in a light-hearted but meaningful way. Mm. So here mm. is the information. Mm. Um, and here are some tools as well of how to manage it. And so sure. that's one, you know, one part of our, our work is to actually provide tools and resources so that when you leave the course, mm. you're not just hearing about what could go wrong or what to expect, but what can you do when, sure. when those feelings come up? And I think that's the most important thing that we really offer, even though it seems like almost common sense at the time, but it's, mm. it's so useful. And if you're not thinking like that, you just won't know when that stuff sure. hits you. Sure. And I also think, you know, you say something um, as well in the, in the, the course um, that is absolutely spot on is that, you know, even if a mom who is a first time mom sitting there um, listening to all of this, if she just takes away one thing and flash forward to four months when she's in those what the fuck moments with a brand new baby, not knowing what to do, and yeah. she remembers just something on how to deal with it, then our job is done. Basically. Absolutely. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So just to be very practical about this, um, you know, what what you need to know as the listener, you know, for anyone who's in the Cape Town area and that, that you know, and in anyone who's not in the Cape Town area, this might be interesting to you as well because we might be offering this, well, we will be offering this. We might, a, we will. We will be offering this <laughs> on a digital, in, in a digital form at some point. It's going to happen. It's coming this year. To be, to be confirmed, it is coming. Um, but what we are doing at the moment is we we are opening it up to to people in Cape Town. We will have our new dates as soon as possible. As soon as as soon as all of our ducks in a row for this year, we'll get our new dates. But up until this point, we've had it at Tula Baby Clinic in Muli Point and also the Baby Grow Clinic um, in Oranjezucht. And and really, what it is is it's it's a kind of two and a half hour workshop slash talk where we deliver the material, and it's. And it's really aimed at well, we've we've kind of aimed it at pregnant moms, but also we've we've really seen that 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 and not just moms but dads too, that parents in the fourth trimester, so that's that the first three months after having a baby, are also a, a great target market because it's almost at that point that parents start to go, oh, this is the crazy shit mm. that that's that's being handed down mm. to me. I need mm. to figure this out. Um, so yeah, so it's, I just wanted to reiterate that it's for moms and dads and we really, really, really want dads to be involved as much as possible. And although the course and the, and the, a lot of the material and a lot of Jen's, um, new normal stuff is around the mom and the, and, and you heard her talk about matrescence earlier. So matrescence is the process of transforming into a mother, like becoming a mother. Um, but what, what, what it, so it is very much about mom and mom's transformation. But the reason we have dad involved and the reason why we love having dads at our course is because dad's the first line of support. Mm. And dad is such an important part of the um, the system and the the village, so to speak, that, that, that supports mom and helps mom and and raises that child. And, for, you know, for some dads, they're the primary caregiver if mom goes back to work. And that's happening more and more, we see. But it's just such amazing research that's being done. Um, I don't know if anyone's been watching the Netflix documentary on babies. I still have to watch it. Oh, so, it's amazing. So it, it's you'll love it, Jen, because it's actually ties in with everything we speak totally, about in Oh yeah, Baby, What yeah. the Fuck. But, um, you know, one of the things that's, that's come out about that is that 
this idea of maternal instinct or the idea that moms are better caregivers of children. It's just absolutely not true. Mm. And they've done studies with same-sex dad couples who are who have no moms in the picture. It's just two dads re- raising babies from day one. Mm. And they show the exact same brain um, patterns as in moms. So they say, look, breastfeed, carrying a baby in your womb, breastfeeding, um, giving birth, all of these have m- are massive contributing factors for how moms develop that maternal instinct mm. and why, mm. m- why moms are more primed biologically to mm. care for their infants. And there's that whole system of the overact, the, the activation of the amygdala where you're, where you're, you become very hypervigilant mm. after having a baby. And that's and the what causes all the anxiety right. in the first place. But they say if there's no mom involved, the dad shows the exact same abilities mm. and the, that same part of the brain lights up in fMRI studies. And um, it's just fascinating to, sh- to say that, you know, we need to move away from thinking that moms are the only ones that can care for babies mm. and dads are, have all the potential for being very involved. And the more involved they are, the more their brains change to be to adapt to being the primary caregiver. Yeah. I mean, I think another thing that is so important to to remember about O Baby is that, you know, um, and why, like, I mean, without blowing our own whistle, but why, like, we think it's it's <laughs> it's so really awesome. it should be it should be spread like far and wide. Yeah. Is that so much of what we talk about, um, although it's uh, and why actually it was a big learning for us because initially we aimed it at pregnant moms, but we started to get requests for moms in the fourth trimester to come and they started to come and they were the ones that were like, oh my God, it feels so amazing to be seen, you know? And so why, why I think it's so important and, 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 and and needs to kind of be become, I suppose, a national kind of antenatal curriculum is that it sets the groundwork, not just for the fourth trimester, but for the rest of your mothering journey in a way. Like if you can kind of understand these concepts and understand how things change on such a mental and psychological and emotional level, you really are doing yourself the biggest favor, not just yourself, but for your marriage or your partnership as well with your partner. And then, of course, along your mothering journey, you know. So it does, it's a really good way, you know, because the funny thing about antenatal classes is that, they do, you know, as we, as I said earlier, is that so much of it is focused on the practicalities of a newborn and how to care for a baby, which, you know, in two years' time is going to be irrelevant because yeah. now you have a toddler. Whereas the work that we're doing now with the, oh, baby, what the fuck, is actually setting the groundwork for the rest of your Absolutely. your life as a mother. Really. Exactly. And it does that because what we do is we try and track the changes that are happening in internally and externally. Sure. So we look at the changes inside of mom, like what happens you know, to your body, Mm. to your biochemistry, to your brain. Um, How do you feel about yourself? How do these changes affect your identity, your sense of yourself in the world? Your career. We talk about career. We talk about your relationship with with your partner, so the couple relationship. We talk about your relationship with your friends and your family and your greater community. All of these are impacted on by having a baby, and no one talks about that. Mm. So this is why... That's the first part of our our discussion is what changes can occur Mm. and what shifts to expect Mm. and how to manage those. And Mm. then then the next section we talk about like, you know, the the tools that we have at our disposal at any given time that may get compromised postpartum Mm. because Mm. postpartum you're not necessarily functioning 
Well, you can't. Optimal, you're not. Right, you can't function yeah. in the same way you would function without having a newborn attached to you. So you you've got to you've got to shift your whole focus about how what's at your disposal, what resources do you have, and how to lean in mm. to support, which is so so critical in totally. those in those first months after you have a baby. Mm. So yeah, so that's really our spiel. And um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to speak about in terms of this and. I, we can have more discussions, you know, more concentrated discussions about any one topic. But I think the important thing to say is that Jen is bringing um, awareness to um, not just postpartum as in the experience of having a baby, but also the 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 focus is on the mother mm. and, and on mom's well-being. Mm. And, and Which actually, I mean, you know, to take it a step further is actually a new kind of feminist argument totally. really you know i mean totally. it's 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 kind of empowering the mom in totally you know like our culture and our society is still incredibly patri- patriarchal and capitalistic and it, it it's it goes against everything about what new motherhood is you know so yeah. It is. It's. It's. It is. It's a woman's empowerment totally. like issue that Absolutely. that we're dealing with, and I mean, and that was another reason as to why um, I decided to train as a postpartum doula because oh, awesome. I believe that you know that that women need to be held in these times yes. and these spaces. So that's part. Of, sorry, I, I forgot to mention that in the beginning, but that's another iteration <laughs> of the new Absolutely. normal is the um, postpartum exactly. one-on-one. Case, oh yeah. So, so, so this is the thing. So, we we are here to to take care of those people that are either pregnant or postpartum, who are in the early stages of after having a baby, mm. and we offer our services in that regard. Mm. Um, and we, we, you know, we want to create that sense of community, that sense of there are people here that are thinking about you, listening mm. to you, mm. wanting to be in support of you, wanting to hold you during this time in your life that, you know, everyone wants to hold the baby who's Holding here to the hold mother. the mom. Yeah. And we are here. So that is that. And then also just to encourage dads to to be involved as much as possible, to know that, um, you know, to, to really empower mom is to also give dad the sense that he is just as important mm-hmm. and um and that both parents can equally be involved in 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 caregiving and that that is the best for the ecosystem you know totally. that is that it really supports it's the most supportive thing that you, that you can do um but to look practically at how that will work and and everything else so there's a there's a range of different things that we look at and i think ultimately it's about support it's about um, just being aware, like having the awareness of what might come up, and mm. that's j- just in and of that's in and of itself that is meaningful and useful. And then, as I said, the tools and how to be equipped with to know what do you have at your disposal to manage the difficulties when they show up. And of course, we've spoken about how there's this normal range of difficulty that may occur, and then there is the problematic range that may that may come up when you actually really need to seek mm. professional help if you have a PMAD. Mm. Um, so that's what we cover in Oh Baby, What the Fuck? And it's, yeah, I think it's been great having you here today, Jen. Thanks, and God. I probably could talk about this for two hours with yeah. you. but We gonna... always do. I mean, we always I usually get so sidetracked, so shocked I know. For keeping it together <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah we that was fun and um i'm gonna i'm gonna say goodbye 
And thanks for thanks for coming on and we'll chat soon. Cool. Okay, oh, thanks for thanks, listening. Really. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. This podcast is recorded at Edible Audio in Cape Town, South Africa. Edited by Edible Audio. Original music by Alex Smiley. Thank you.